Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Agency Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All, and I've grown my agency over the last eight years to serve hundreds of clients and a team of over 40 at some points. I know what it's like to straddle both product and agency side, as well as navigate the needs of an ever-growing team. In this podcast, my goal is to help you multiply yourself and grow your agency through sharing some of my story and the wisdom that I have from what it's been like to grow my own agency. Yours is unique and it needs to be successful just like you. So in this season of the podcast, season three, we're diving into the stuff that nobody really talks about as it pertains to running an agency, burnout, systems and processes, trading time for dollars, education, what types of agency models are out there. So I'm going to be covering a lot of that this season. And if you have an idea for me for the podcast at any point, please email me hello at kateall.com. That is A-H-L, not A-L-L. So today we're going to talk about the three things that set you up for scaling. Scaling, I think, is this really big fancy word that marketers use to sound super cool. I know that it has a purpose, but I don't know if you're like me where I hear these words and I think, but what does that really mean? How does that fit me? How does that fit my agency model? So we're going to be diving into the types of scaling first. And the three things I think every agency owner needs to grow. Also, I sent out an email a couple weeks ago about live masterclasses, live paid masterclasses that I'm considering teaching. And this really came about because I was seeing a lot of people getting really exhausted with courses and things that were pretty big and comprehensive were less and less appealing and things that were more targeted and very um, quick and actionable were finding more appeal with people. And so I'm going to potentially teach some masterclasses in the fall and they will be on specific topics for agency owners, things like onboarding, offboarding, um, scaling. There goes that word scaling through hiring and what that looks like. So if you're interested in that and you have an idea for what you would like me to cover, again, please email me hello at kateallahl.com. All right. So again, let's get back to scaling. Fancy word for grow. You can grow super fast or you can grow slow and steady. There is a great book called Do Scale by Les McEwen. You can find it on Amazon. It's a small little book and it has a lot of it's like really easy to consume. It's not a super detailed book, but it really gives a great picture of those differences between um, like really fast, explosive scaling and slow, steady, linear, organic growth, right? So pick up that book if that's something you're interested in. I have definitely referenced it many times and it has made an impact on me. After I read it, I realized I chose the model of slow, organic growth. I am not a jump into the deep end type of gal. I definitely test the ice to make sure it's steady before making a next move. I am calculated. And the reason I'm calculated is because I took the Colby test and realized about me, I'm such a high follow through that I want to be able to act on something and follow it through to completion. Whereas some people are so excited about the acting on it part and they're not as consumed with the follow through. So they're a little bit more risky. I am definitely risk averse. So that also plays into it as well. I know other people who are like, let's get this party started. Let's go big. Let's see what we can do. Doesn't even matter. Let's just go, right? 
So I think that is a really important distinction. Even before you think about scaling to really dial in like how you approach these things. So me, I like slow, linear growth. Of course, everybody wants explosive. But again, I'm not super risky (laughs) to put the effort into that, right? So that's important. And then I think there are three things you need to scale once you figure out what type of scaling you want to do. First is people. You need to multiply yourself. And oftentimes when I'm talking with people, the first thing they say is, okay, I need to hire somebody to do my email. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. You actually need to hire somebody to help you do the job because it doesn't mean getting you out of the work, but it means somebody to help you shoulder the load, somebody that can help get you out of all the weeds, right? And oftentimes we go to these administrative tasks right away because the idea of training somebody to do the job that we do in our agency, especially if you're a solopreneur starting out, feels really overwhelming. A lot of the blocks that people will tell me is, how do I get out of my head onto paper to help communicate to the people what I want them to do? Or what if they make a mistake? And how is that going to reflect on me to the client? There is a lot of fear. I completely understand that. But there has to be a little bit of risk there to train somebody to do what you do. And that first person that you train will teach you a lot about how you pass on a skill to somebody else. And last week, we talked about two different types of agency models. I think this is important for whatever agency model that you have. So if you have a boutique agency, I think it's okay for you to still teach people how to do what you're doing and still be involved in the client. There's a lot of different pieces that you can outsource to somebody on your team. So I understand hiring is scary. I'll tell you a little bit about my story. So I first hired somebody. My very first hire was just after my daughter was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And I was in the hospital with her. I had six clients. And I thought to myself, I need a backup. I need an emergency person. Who knows how to do what I do so that if something like this happens again, I can say to them, hey, can you fill in for me for a couple days, right? That was the only thing I thought. I wasn't thinking about scaling. I wasn't thinking about any of that. I was simply thinking about emergencies. So my friend Debs, I go to church with her. I talked to her and I said, hey, I've got a fashion client. You dress great. You know a lot about fashion. Let me tell you what I do and you can see if you want to do it will go on a, a particular pay model. It was just, you know, a, a lump sum. And then you kind of track your hours. We'll see if that's right. And then we'll go from there. She's like, sure, tell me more. So we met in this like grocery store with that. It's like a fancy grocery store. So like think of like a fancy Whole Foods with like a deli. So we met in that deli area and I had my computer and I showed her what I did. And I said, this is how I do this. Does this seem like something you would want to do? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I can do it at night. My kids are little. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. So she started working for me and I instantly fell in love with that whole idea of somebody helping me shoulder the load. And then I approached another friend of mine and I said, would you be interested in this too? And she's like, oh, maybe. And at this time I was getting a few more clients and 
I started to fall in love with this passing on um, certain things to other people who were really good at what they were doing. And over that next year in 2015, so I want to say too, a lot of these women are still with me today. So in 2015, um, I met with Leslie, who is my integrator. And we met in a Target. And I just asked her like, hey, you know, are you interested in this? This is what I do. It was for sure an interview for me. It was not an interview for her. <laughs> she drove home and I called her, I think the next day. And I was like, hey, do you want, do you want, you know, do you want the job? And she's like, oh, I didn't know that was an interview. And I was like, yeah, do you want, do you want to do this? And my interview process over 2015 was basically that. I said, here's what I do. Here's how I serve clients. And here's how I teach people how to do what I do. Do you want to do it? And they were like, well, sure. And so there is a, now a joke with those in the team whenever we talk about that time that I was just like, hey, want to come work with me? I'll tell you how to do what I do. And that's when I got that people component of scaling. So what happened after that to get... So those were all account specialists. And then what happened is we slowly um, realized that I couldn't keep track of all the account specialists as well as do pinning for clients. And so I went to two team members and I said, would you be interested in being what's called team leads? So you can do quality control. I know that you understand how... I love to do things. I, I see that you understand my vision, but you also have some leadership skills. So what do you think about this? And they said, yes. Okay, we'll divide. We'll, we'll kind of create this position. Here's the heart of what we want it to be. We'll create some structure, da, da, da. Great. Well, then probably a month into it, Leslie, who is my integrator, said, hey, we really need somebody to lead this group of team leads because you know, we need leadership here. We're all kind of trying to vie for, it's just not working. Okay. I was like, how about you do it? And she's like, well, that, that really wasn't what I was telling you, but, but sure. And so she led the team leads as the team lead manager. And then from there, we started to realize that um, there were other parts of the team with services that maybe didn't fall directly under account specialists. We were getting more fringe people like analytics, all those other pieces. And then we realized, oh, Leslie could move into be a services director. So she would oversee anything that had to do with organic services. And then as we continue to grow in the, ne in the last couple of years, we've put together the EOS system. That's the operating system we run on now through Traction. That's the book, Rocket Fuel. And I read Rocket Fuel in August of 2020. And that's when I had the epiphany that Leslie was really my integrator. And as I looked back at her story as to how she had scaled up through SimplePin, I realized that she was my perfect match as a visionary. So I have taken the, the test Rocket Fuel and I don't rank crazy high as a visionary, but I'm higher than I think I was like 76. And I think you have to be 80 to be like a visionary. Um, and she ranked high on the integrator. So we put that model in place. And then since then, we have a whole director level. Um, we have a director of promoted pin or Pinterest ads. We have a director of services. And we have a director of marketing. And then we have an operations director. And Leslie is the integrator, oversees all of them. So it's been just a really 
great leadership structure for us. But as you can see by the story, it started with just me saying, how do I really get myself out of the weeds, but still pass on really great vision and what I want to the rest of the team? That's, that's at that point. The second thing you need to scale is a plan. Now, this is tricky because I run a digital marketing agency based on Pinterest. And what we have learned is that a 10-year or even a five-year plan does not work well for us. And that's simply because Pinterest changes a lot, which changes our profit, which changes our services, which changes some of our team. But we do have a three-year plan mostly based on revenue. And then we back up to a one-year and then we back up to quarters, right? And so then we can plan from there. I will also tell you that one of the things we have realized, especially Leslie and I, as we've been talking, goals are very hard to set because there are so many variables that come into play, whether it's Pinterest changing or whether it's a team member changing, whatever it is. So we hold very loosely to those. We are definitely driven towards them. But sometimes things in life change. Sometimes your team members change. Sometimes you realize, man, that position doesn't even need to be there. There's a lot of different things. So when we think about planning, aim for it and definitely go for it, but hold loosely to it. Now, when we talk about fast, explosive growth for some agencies, you could be based on something that's not as variable as Pinterest. So this might work for you. But what I want you to do is think about sitting down and planning, where do I want to see this agency in three years? That could also, you could also describe your life in three years too, as well. I can look and say, okay, three years down the road, I am going to have one in college, one about to graduate, and one in high school. That for me makes an impact on my business when I think of my family. That means I am man, I'm landing the plane with my kids, you know, like we're coming around the other side and they're, get, they're ready to launch into life. And when I say landing the plane, I mean like them being at home underneath my roof, right? So I'm thinking about more trips, more time off, structuring my summers to be a little bit more, have a little bit more freedom to sprint a little faster in the September to June. And then Um, not do any big projects in a certain months of the year, like August. August is notoriously the hardest month for us. So I say all that to just encourage you that when you sit down to write your plan, take into consideration your industry, take into consideration your people, take into consideration how fast you want to grow and how quickly, and then also take into consideration your life stage. If you're somebody at home with little kids or you're about to get to, you know, either your last kid going to kindergarten, like that's huge, right? And your life shifts drastically at that point. So you need people, you need a plan, and last, you need profit. You need to know your profit margins to save money for investments, rainy months, or just really difficult seasons. So one of the things last year at this time in August, we were, it was hard. It was hard, hard, hard. We had drained our emergency fund and there was something that happened on my taxes. Maybe one day I'll I'll tell that story, but it like 
literally is the worst story ever. But all that to say, we basically were out of money. And in August of 2021, I was looking at our bank account going, I don't know what to do. And I don't have a line of credit. I've never run my business with any debt. That's very important to me. There's been a little bit of debt here and there, but mostly for random reasons, right? Like never to support the actual running of the business. And so I got to this point and I said, we have to make some changes. And this emergency fund needs to be built back up. We need to see what our profit margins are. And we absolutely need to save money for investments, but mostly the rainy like season, like when it's going to get, when I say rainy seasons, I mean like those hard, you don't have any clients coming in. It's very, maybe it's a dry and not a rainy. Maybe I'm using the wrong metaphor, (laughs) dry season. So we got our heads above water. We made some drastic changes. We had to tell the team, we cannot do raises. We're really sorry about that, but we're going to bust it. And we're going to make some really smart financial decisions so that by the time we get to spring, we can give raises. And we honored that. We were able to do that. But once we got our heads above water, we um, made a strategic decision to invest a certain amount of money every single month into our emergency fund. And for us, an emergency fund at the point was one full month of payroll. My payroll is very high. So we're not talking like $5,000 a month. (laughs) We're talking like a lot more. So we got to the point where we built that up. And then we got to this August. And you know, the same thing happened where we did not drain our emergency fund, but we did have to tap into it a little bit. But we felt so much better than we did the year before because we weren't in this freak out mode. We're able to go, okay, August for us. So with Pinterest, Q2 is notoriously the lowest month for Pinterest. It's just really rough. And Pinterest in their earnings report has confirmed this too. So I feel even better about it. And then that lingers into Q3 and then Q4 goes back up. So July and August are historically our lowest months. So if we know that, we can plan for it, right? That goes back to the plan part. And we can build in a realistic profit margin that might look lower. So you need to look at your full year of financials. And you need to see what are the ebbs and the flows? What are the high times? What are the low times? How do you plan? How do you plan for your investments? And then have profit to invest in an emergency fund. Because scaling as you grow, you're going to need money to invest in people. You're going to need money to invest in your plan to get bigger and bigger. Whether it is the scale of explosive growth or it is the scale of slow linear growth. Having money and a profit in your business is so, so, so important. So those are the three things that I suggest you need to scale that fancy word in whatever way that you want. You need people, you need a plan, and you need profit. So the next time you hear somebody talking about scaling, don't be intimidated. Step back, think about it, what it looks like for you, and know there is no one right answer for this but only how you see your goals and your dreams for the future. But it's really important that you own the type of scaling you're going to do in your business and you want to do, because that really does help set you up for success. 
Alrighty, that's it for episode three of season three. And I would love to hear feedback from you. So either two ways. One, drop us a review into Apple Podcasts. I know on Spotify, you can just do a star scale. If you want to hit the five star, I I will more than let you do that. And email me. I would love to hear from you. Hello at kateallahl.com. And thanks so much for listening to the Empowered Agency Podcast.